Yo, what is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live, you guys. I am back with another episode of The Marshall Gillen Show, a show completely dedicated to your personal development, to your business mastery, to your lifestyle mastery. Literally, I want this show to be a free mastermind, an ongoing coaching that you can tune into, whether it's live or on replay, and you can get information, education, inspiration, and lead to transformation that you want and crave in our lives. Like, let's be honest, man. Like, we all want to become more. We want to be more. We want to do more. We want to have more. And this show is directly dedicated to helping you achieve that. So if you have never seen this show or if you're not subscribed to the show yet, do me a favor. Make sure that you guys get subscribed and do us a favor. Leave me a review an awesome one, or even if it's uh, not an awesome one, like, let me know. How can I make this show better? As we grow, the show grows and you grow. So today I've got an amazing, amazing expert on, uh, literally a best friend of mine, somebody that I met on the speaking circuit years ago, uh, years ago now. He's six-time best-selling author. You guys, he is one of the top real estate investors in the whole entire nation. When it comes to fix and flips, when it comes to wholesaling, this is the dude, okay? This guy is a brokerage owner. He is an international speaker. You guys, he has done all of the things that I am aspiring to do. The cool thing that really connected us the most, though, was not just his his story, right? But it was the way he told his story. It was his story of attempted suicide and survival, of overcoming drug addiction, of loss, and then taking that mess and turning it into his message. And that's how we originally connected. Like that was what it was about. But as I start to understand Bryce even better, what I learned is that he was so intentional with the way he used words. He actually weaponized his language through something called NLP, Neuro Linguistic programming. And so a lot of people who are in influential spots, uh, leadership roles, community leaders, things like this, learning skills of how to communicate things like NLP, storytelling, and really just hearing a story that inspires you and gives you the permission to go out and do the things you want to do is exactly why I brought on my guest today. You guys, please put a, your hands together. I don't care where you're at. For my good friend, my good buddy, Bryce McKinley, we're going to get him on. Here we go. You guys know we do this show live. Hey, Bryce, Request live, brother. So also, you guys were doing something new. Hey, there's Bryce. Let's give him a shot. Send request. Bryce, adding Bryce. And what do we got here for the Marshall Gillen Show today? Is Bryce coming on? Is Facebook going to make the connection? Everybody. And in the meantime, we're doing something new. Hey, oh, what's up? What is going on, everybody? Dude, what's up, man? Did you know when everything could go wrong, it does, right? Like... My tripod fell over. My Bluetooth aren't connecting. Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear, dude. A little crooked. A little crooked. <laughs> That's okay, man. You know what time it is? I just got out of the gym. I got my short shorts on today, dude. I was freaking deadlifting. I was like, I got to come up here and get, get going. So I totally Look at get those you. legs, bro. Look at those legs. Oh. I got my board shorts on. And... There you go. Bye. Bro, cool, I, got bro. A power, I got a powerlifting meet coming up. I've never competed in anything like this before. And so, um, like, I'm 37, but, uh, like, I'm nervous about it. Like, I, I'm nervous to suck in front of a bunch of people. And I haven't felt that fine. in a long time. You know? I'm, I'm excited. But, dude, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, first off, tell my viewers and our uh, listeners, where is Bryce tuning in from? Man, you guys. Whoa. I'm just going to hold it. It's going to be fun. I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to pace. We're going to walk. It's going to be great. Let's do it. <laughs> and Marshall, you remember that board? I remember that board. 
a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff has changed, man. Man, I'm in Dallas, Texas, you guys. And uh, for those of you that don't know me, I heard Marshall announce, uh, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, serial entrepreneur. And uh, I just love people. I love seeing people win. And um, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it's, it's not about me as much as it's about you. It's about you guys that are watching right now, because if you're tuning in and you're in the sound of my voice or Marshall's voice here over the next 30, 40 minutes, there's something that's got to be said or that you've got to hear. And uh, I'm excited to bring it, man. I, I've got like five different presentations I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating for uh, yeah. your event coming up. So I'm super yeah. excited. So. Dude, dude, I'm so excited about that. Uh, so for those of you guys who uh, don't know what it is I do, I host a couple different companies. But one of them is called Top Paid Speaker. Uh, and it's really just we're teaching speakers how to scale their income, their impact, and their influence. Because, Bryce, like, it's so simple what most – and then literally, if you know digital, like, okay, so this is like, I love how we can do like live coaching as the show goes on. So if yeah. you're an entrepreneur or a business professional who's listening to this, like, is law, if you learn skills that you can teach other people, right, that's how you get rich. So if you know digital marketing, you can literally niche down to any, like, oh, you could be like the chiropractor king or the freaking gym pro or the real, like, whatever, like, I just teach digital, I just teach speakers digital marketing and branding. And that is alone just is like, oh, it's like, it's like, oh, boom. And so for Bryce to be able to, uh, for me to be able to invite Bryce out like to this event, this mastermind we got coming up, we do one a quarter and Bryce is going to be guest teaching at this next one, bro. I'm super excited because you are like such a gangster with your language. There's a reason why you're a serial entrepreneur. There's a reason why you're a leader in the community. There's a reason why you're a world-class husband. There's a reason why your son, you know, is becoming a young entrepreneur known as the middle school millionaire. Like there's a reason for this. And it's become you, it's because of a few things. One is you became super intentional with what you wanted, but I'm sure that intentionality probably started with the intention of how you speak. So can you tell us, like, I want to get into a lot today. We're going to get into a story, all the things, but just specifically right now, I'm curious, can you share with the listeners some of the value that's come to your life, just learning how to use language to create influence in the people around you? Yeah. You know, I think of a story. It, you know, I don't see any of the emojis or anything like that. So first, we got five or six people watching. Like, if, if you're watching this, show Marshall some love right now. Like, pound it, like it, hate it, don't do nothing. Just don't do nothing, right? Um but when I think of language and the art of communication, it, it really is an art. And right. most people, you know, we, we walk through life one or of two ways, Marshall. And I know that you know this, but somebody needs to hear this. We're either walking through life intentionally or mm. we're walking through life reactionary. Mm. And I always think of, of the story that I tell uh, about going to the grocery store. Uh, how, how many of us have ever been to the grocery store and we walk in and Bob at the counter is like, hey, how are you? And little Sally stacking apples, right? And she's like, can I help you? Can I help you find anything? And what's the first thing inevitably that 99.9% .9 people do? I'm just looking. No, I'm good. Stiff arm, right? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm guilty. Guilty. Right. Me too. And I'll never forget 
I got caught off in, in rush hour traffic and man, the old me, I was pissed. Like I had somewhere to be, this dude almost caused an accident. He could have killed somebody. Mm. And we pulled into this grocery store parking lot or he did, he didn't know I was following him. I followed him to this grocery store parking lot. Uh-oh. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, are you okay? I think I said, like, dude, what the F is your problem? I think that's what I said. And he's like, what? And I said, are you okay? And I'll never forget a mind shift. Because I don't believe in mindset, Marshall. I believe that we have mind shifts constantly. 100%. This particular guy was like, I could tell something was wrong. And in a split second, my language went from what the to are you okay? And he said that he just got a call that uh, his wife was being admitted into the hospital and he couldn't Mm. figure out where she was. Mm. She was in a bad accident or something. And in that moment, I had two choices. I could have been an absolute dick and said, well, man, I hope you have a better day and left. Or, oh my gosh, are you from around here? And and when I asked him if he was from around here, he had just moved to the area. And uh, I I told him, I'm like, well, dude, you're super close. Jump in my car. I'll drop you off. And I took him to the hospital. His wife ended up not making it that day. And he told me. And I'll never forget. He's like, dude, I don't know who you are, but you were a godsend. And in that moment, I realized that unlike anybody else, while I almost was reactionary, and I was at first, I became real intentional. And so if we can remember to have these mind shifts and recognize whether we're being intentional or we're being reactive, we have an opportunity to show up differently. And so when I think of this story, it made me think of the grocery store and how many times we walk in the grocery store and we're like, oh, no, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Mm. And in that girl's eight hour shift, She's 15 years old, 16 years old, working her first job. She got the old stiff arm 10,000 times. And we wonder why there's suicide. Subconsciously programming, yeah. We're subconsciously programming to the world that we're not good. You're not good enough. No, thank you. I can do this on my own instead of, gosh, like what what would have to shift in your mind if you're watching this? What would have to shift in your mind to say, gosh, those apples look great. I don't really need any help, but I'm going towards crackers. Which way are they? Right. Because we know are in five different aisles, depending on what time of the month it is. 100%. So let's expand it a little bit because you're absolutely right. And so the viewers and the listeners who are tuning into this, what Bryce is saying is like every single moment of the day of your life, every moment is a choice to react to what life is giving you or to choose intentionally how you want to play the game. And so Bryce, when you walk into the store and you make the, the, the choice to intentionally, you know, say, what's up, Sally? What, like, just share with the viewers, like, how simple is that to you? Is it a simple process? Like, what is that intention? Is it a mantra? What is the intention? How can the viewers take that and be like, okay, well, what does the intention look and sound like, Bryce? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So I, I like to think, like, we're both working out, right? Like, right. I like think of of every time we close our set every time we close our set we rack out the bar right well rack is an acronym that i've used and incorporated Mm. into just standard language to repeat what someone says 
and then assign a feeling or emotion and then ask a question because people inevitably like to talk about themselves. Right. So we can ask them a question about what they're already interested in and put feeling or emotion around it. Then we have an opportunity to actually get them to open up. So if it's, gosh, can I help you find anything? Help me find anything. Holy cow. You're crushing it on those apples. Do you know where the crackers are? Like just simple stuff like that. I 100%. repeat, find an emotion and then ask a question. It'll inevitably get people to open up. And if we can get more people to open up, it creates dialogue. And with more dialogue, we have an opportunity to ask questions. And when we right. ask questions, right? Like great questions leads to great insights. And, and so I, I feel like that RAC, R-A-Q is an acronym that I've just ingrained into Dude, that's my- that's so fire. That's so fire. Yeah. Dude, and so like, 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 okay, so that's one aspect of it, right? Like, okay, we open up dialogue, um, you know, and we give space and permission for that person to feel and be and see, be seen and be heard. Now, let me ask you, Bryce, do you believe that either consciously or subconsciously that this person now thinks of or frames you in a certain way in their mind? Like, do you now own space in their mind in a certain way, subconsciously or consciously, when you when you ask people questions about themselves and give them a chance to open up? Like, who do you become in their mind? Yeah, great question. So there, there's the, uh, the, the, the old saying that goes, you know, be interested versus interesting. Okay, right? say that again, say that again. It's better to be interested than interesting. Mm. And so in, in what happens, and, and yes, I do believe that, you, you absolutely hold space. What happens is, is we all have that Heisman effect. Like when you engage with somebody, we all have the old stiff arm, right? right? <laughs> what happens is, as soon as you engage on something that somebody else is interested in, well, then they become interesting. And the more interesting they mm. become, the more interested they are in you. And so Let's go. space that happens is inevitably they go from this to this and they start holding more and more rapport, as we call it rapport. in linguistics. We, we hold more rapport. And, and, and they, they idolize, not, not idolize, but they will make space as if you were an authority figure, right? right. And it comes like, to speaking when you can allow someone else yes. the permission to give you space in their head, you automatically become the endorsed authority by nobody but the person that is there in front of you. Bingo. I, and I, I um, thank you so much. Like, you're so fire. Like, if you guys don't follow Bryce, you guys could reach out to him uh, on any channel. He's got a million things going on, but he never uh, is too busy to actually stop and truly help and connect with people. That being said, to the listeners and viewers, I wanna give you guys some proof of exactly what Bryce is saying. And it's one of the oldest plays that I've run at events and networking since I, be networking events since I began. So you should write this down. And what it is, Bryce, and I know that you probably do this too, right? But people ask, well, I, I'm not so good at networking. Okay, I'm gonna teach you the ultimate networking hack and I, I host a weekly event here in Montana where I live now. And so I'm getting an opportunity to network all the time. And so, for example, we just had one on Tuesday. At the time of shooting this, it's Thursday. So just a couple of days ago. And as an example to the viewers, this is how easy networking is. Somebody walks into the event. I just walk up and ask a bunch of questions. Hey, what's up? How you doing? What'd you hear about this? What's the best possible outcome that you can get from this event? And she's telling me, cool. I do that to a bunch of people. 
now all of a sudden I start connecting people. I haven't said anything about myself really. So I take this girl who does this thing over here and I take this other uh, chiropractor over here and I introduce them to themselves. Okay. So just by asking questions and being interested, I have now connected these two. Now I watched multiple people hit it off time and time again. It's one of the oldest plays in the book. You could be walking out of the room or hosting an event down the road. And when you, you, when you come to mind in those people's minds, even though you didn't say anything about yourself, you own space as an authority because you created a feeling inside of them that they can't explain that they're, they're not conscious of. But when you come to mind, people, Bryce, you know the saying, will never remember what you say. They'll always remember how you made them feel. And so when you can become the ultimate connector by simply just having an intention of like, yo, I want to intentionally connect with everybody I get an opportunity to meet today. It changes everything. Okay. <clears throat> we could go on about days, but I told you when we started this episode, that's something very specific. I wanted to ask you, it's very selfish, but you are the, like, I can't even think of anybody better to ask. It's so crazy that this morning, this became very apparent in my life through a uh, reflection through my, my, uh, my partner, uh, my amazing uh, girlfriend. Dude, I can't wait then, to meet. Oh, like, Oh dude, it's awesome. Yes, and then and then of all days to be having a guest on live, I'm like, oh my god, of course it's Bryce. Okay, so let me just uh, context a little bit, Bryce, and then I'm gonna just ask you how the like how this whole thing goes because I know you have a fire answer specifically men. Okay, if you're a woman listening to this uh, episode right now, that's awesome. You're gonna get a lot of value for this, but definitely point your men back to this because I have a real life question for my real life buddy who is servant of God. He shows up every day, you know, to lead the purpose, to spread the word, and so. Bryce, I've been on this journey lately, obviously, you know, uh, specifically for the last two years um, of really finding my spirituality, moving here to Montana, really finding what God means to me and living in my faith. And so about six weeks ago, I went to church with my family. We are called to church. I, I I've been being called to church. And, um, and all of a sudden I had this, uh, I was watching how the church was working and I was like, I, God was just like, this is a weekly live event, you know? You can yeah. do something like this, you know, you can do like, not, not faith-based like that, but necessarily, but like for personal development, for leadership and entrepreneurship. And so, um, I was just called to go to church, but the more I kept going back and going back, you know, obviously I I'm starting to feel the word again. And so I'm sitting in church just this past Sunday, a couple, like, you know, we've launched all this stuff, reconnected to my purpose. God is speaking to me through my kids. And, um, so it's all coming to a culmination right now. And, um, I'm sitting in church the other day, Bryce, and I'm watching the people, on stage playing the music and to the viewers that listened to the last episode i know you heard this i'm just going to say it for bryce so i again and so every day bryce i'm weird i i try to just create as much gratitude so when i go to church and then all the people are playing i'll look at them all in the face and i'll just think and say to myself like i look at them and i think that's a real person mm. he's got real shit going on in his life and then i just think thank you for being here and playing drums for me today dude Thank you for being here, you know, and it's powerful. And then all of a sudden the devil crept in this Sunday. I mean, like instantly, because I, what I, I was aware of is all these people were volunteers to the church. Yeah. And so I start to think, oh my God, how am I ever going to get people to want to volunteer and help me? And I don't know why God told me to bow my head and pray, but I prayed. This is obvious to you, Bryce. I don't pray and I don't know why, but I just bowed my head and prayed. And the next day, my prayer was answered with a sign so clear it couldn't be denied. So now here I am. I wake up this morning again. And I'm, I'm kind of off put about something about these events. And my girlfriend's like, did you pray about it? And I was like, did I pray about it? Like, no, I didn't pray about it. 
I don't, I don't even know how to pray about it. And what I realized all of a sudden, because I'm sober, I have all these things that are gone. I'm finally down to this, like this layer of the onion. And I realized like, oh my God, every time I would pray and ask for anything materialistic or of this world, not like, not like I'm begging for Rolexes, but I all of a sudden in my mind subconsciously correct myself. And I'm like, no, nope, don't be vain. Uh, say your thank you for sight. Say, say you thank you. Thank you. So, I, so I realized I never ask for anything specifically. And I'm scared to pray because I don't want to feel selfish and I don't want to feel vain. And so I'm asking all that longer story longer, like, what is going on with that, bro? I know there's a lot of men who are probably like, I don't know how to pray to God. I don't know how to pray to Jesus. I don't know how to ask for these things. And am I, am I a piece of shit for asking for things? Like, where is this coming from? What can you share about prayer with us, dude, or, or with me in particular? Like, what, is all, what does all this mean? Thank you for sharing that, Marshall. I, I think that there's a lot more people than would like to admit that would feel the same kind of way. And I, I just want to encourage everyone, like, number one, <laughs> like, God is the respecter of all persons. Mm. And... Damn it, Marshall! You're gonna make me cry, bro. Cry, bro! Come on, you know, you know this is that's what we do on the Marshall Show: vulnerability. Let let me let me step back. So there's five or six people watching this, and and hundreds are gonna come back and see this on the replay. Let me just give you an example. I'll never Please. forget September 28, 2011. I had lost a son. My wife killed herself. I lost mm. five companies, close to 80 million dollars. And I'm sitting in my car, having just won sole custody of my son in the weight of the world of feeling like I couldn't provide mm. hot, sweaty summer nights here in Texas, stressed out. I just got off the phone with my brother. We're talking about building another business. We're all excited. And wouldn't you know it in that moment, I said, fuck this. And I wrote a letter to my son and I wrote a letter to my mom and I said, bro, show up. And, and I say that with enthusiasm and frustration because it doesn't matter if you believe in the Bible or not. The Bible cannot be denied that it is and always has been the best selling book of all time. I suggest mm, let's go. Because there's family, communication, sales, business, ethics, all inside of this book. Facts. And there's a scripture in there that says, ask and you shall receive. And there's a lot of prosperity gospels out there that are like, that's all you got to do. Well, that's just one piece of the pie or piece of the puzzle. He also says to pray without ceasing. He says, if you knock, I'll open. He also says, let you, my will, not yours, be done. And so he, just like any good father, right? Like the Bible says, like, what father would give their son uh, a snake, right? Like the, the dude upstairs, I call him bro. He's pretty gangster to me. <laughs> I love that. I just talked to him. Like, I grew up in a very cult-like religion where you had to, like, raise your hands to talk to God. You had to speak in tongues or you weren't going to be filled with the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. And that's not what the Word says. The Word says that those things are signs and 
evidence of the relationship that you have, but all he asks you to do is believe. And he just wants community. He just wants conversation. And I'll never forget sitting in the backseat of the car after writing a letter to my son and writing a letter to my mom and just being like, all right, bro, show up. Cocking the hammer on the 40 cal and putting it in my mouth and pulling mm. the trigger. <clears throat> Three times. It was in that moment that I just laid everything down and I'm like, all right, wow. bro. Like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't understand. Like, if you're half as good as what they say you are, show up. And I'll never forget, like, just falling asleep and waking up the next morning to a phone call. I didn't even know what showing up was. I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even specific. But because, I... like, any good father, he knew exactly what that need was. And I'm not saying that this will happen for everybody because it's got to be in his will. But sometimes he shows up. And sometimes he will make you wait. I think back to the story when Lazarus died. Lazarus dies and his friends are calling on Jesus. And he's, they're like, like, you could have saved him. Like, it's too late. And he's like, in the, his word, it says, so he waited one more day. So he waited. And sometimes what people don't realize is they think that, oh, my test is my testimony. Bullshit. You forgot about that moaning part right in the middle that he's just waiting to see if you keep coming back. Because it's easy to be like, all right, thank you, God, for my food. Thank you, God, for this great event. It's thank you, God, for all the sales I made. But we tend to forget God when the things are going good. We turn to God when shit's hitting the fan and we we expect him to show up on our time and he's wondering like oh let's see how long he's gonna be moaning in the middle that's interesting and so because god is a respecter of all persons sometimes what you want and what you need are two different things and and so this is a very long story to just say no dude yeah no matter where you're at, he's right there mm. just waiting for an opportunity for you to recognize that he's in the moment. I think of that picture. We've all seen the picture of the footsteps on the sand, yeah. right? Like, God, where were you? Bro, those are my footsteps that was carrying you through the mess. Mm, let's go. You know? Yeah. And so, well, It took all those things, me losing my wife, losing my business, becoming homeless. He's like, didn't you see? You got custody of your boy. Yeah. Didn't you see the gun jammed in your mouth? And I woke up the next morning. I'm like, all right, bro. You showed up. Gun jammed. What's next? Ring. And I get a phone call from Wells Fargo and there's activity on my account that was seemed to be fraudulent. And I had to go verify some transactions and I get to the bank and an old client had wired me 20 grand. What? And I'm like, really? 
come on, man. So how do we go celebrate, right? In Texas, you go get tacos. So me and my boy, we went and got some tacos. And I'm just jamming out best food I've had in a while. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. All right, so here's the plan. I start doing it my way. I'm like, I'm going to go to get a job on Monday. I'm going to clean clothes. Like, we're, right, we're going to do this. Yeah. What do you want me to do, bro? Go and get a hotel? Like, you would have thought I was losing my marbles at that point. And I get a phone call. This was about three hours later. I get a phone call. Uh, Mr. McKinley, this is Orchard McKinney Orchard Apartments. We had an opening and just wondered if you're still looking for an apartment. No way. Get out of here. So now I got a roof over my head. I got money in the bank, food in my stomach. And I haven't looked back since. And the one thing that I've found is that just like Adam and Eve in the garden, all he wants is a relationship when it's good and it's bad. He just wants you to be like, what up, bro? I see you today. Just start recognizing, you know, I love that you're doing the grounding thing. Like you're starting to recognize more and more the solidarity, the oneness of who God is. Right, right. He's a Holy Spirit. Sure, he's an almighty, powerful being. And he also sent his son incarnate, who was also him. In the word, it says, in the beginning was the word. So that means the word was at the beginning. And the word was with God. So that means, and he is the word. Wait, so Jesus is the word and the spirit. And he was at the beginning. And then you start reading into the, uh, the fleshly king of Melchizedek here on earth. like, And all the signs and attributes of God are represented in this physical person that revealed and was a prophet to himself later also documented by other civilizations as Jesus, the man, like come, there's something there and you start digging and you can't deny inevitably that it is what it is. And so if that's the case, it boils down to a relationship. Right. And so, you know, I, I once quoted this, the most effective person in the room is not the genius maker of the organization, but or, or the genius, but the genius maker, right? The most effective person in the room is not the genius, but the genius maker. And one thing mm. that I know is that God in my life has shown to be the smartest, most wisest, most consistent thing. And when I lean into that, he's making me a genius maker. Let's go. Every day. And so... While I don't remember the original question, I will say this. When it boils down to that conversation, like how do you pray? That's what it was. It was pray. How do you pray? I mean, it says right in the word, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven. heaven. Well, recognize, right? Our Father. Okay, I recognize. Hallowed be your name. Praise. Give him appreciation. We have sinned. Repent. And then acknowledge him and then yearn. I use an acronym called PRAY, P-R-A-Y. Pray, repent, acknowledge, and then yearn for his wisdom and spirit. That's it. It don't matter how you do it. There's like, wow. I talk That's to you. Powerful, bro. You know, like. Wait, say that again. So one more time for the viewers. Yeah. So pray. Praise. 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 Like I turn on worship music. Um, you know, when my wife passed, they played the song. Um, uh, by Mercy Me, what's that song? Uh, gosh, what's the song? I just was listening to it. 
uh, this morning. I know it's like one of the most famous Christian songs of all time. I just can't remember who sings it's it. Like every funeral, right? Right, <laughs> but it's it's so moving. Yeah, it's the. Um, I'll tell you here in two seconds. It is. Gosh. So if you guys like this episode, do me a favor. Make sure you uh, hit that link. Tell, be a friend, tell a friend. Share it out with somebody who might be interested uh, in hearing this. And uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the show. Yeah, I'm going to – I can only imagine. That's what oh, it is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mercy, oh, I can only imagine. Like, can you imagine? There are streets with bricks of gold as the bricks in the street. Like – there's there's rivers that are made out of milk and honey. Like sit there and just awe of this picture that God said and everything that God's always said has always come to pass. So let's sit there and worship, right? Praise of who he is, what he's done and what he will do and can do. And then repent, admit your mistakes. Like we talk about man up. I'm not a big fan of this whole like man movement of being like this war, like, postured up warrior as much as I am like manning up to recognizing like you have the ability to also be a pussy and inside his eyes but that's the strongest version of you when you can recognize others emotions and you can connect and collaborate with all different personality and archetypes right mm -hmm. so then we need to repent from whatever it is I mean I'm married and I still look at beautiful women and be like, damn, she's fine. I need to repent from that, right? Like I'm human, we make dumbass mistakes. It's okay. I mean, even God got pissed, read the Bible. He kicked over the change tables and beat people up and cussed them out, broods of vipers, like saying you're an effing C word nowadays. Like Jesus is pretty gangster. Yeah, Jesus was a gangster, bro. Right, like, so you should probably repent. Like <laughs> I did some dumb stuff, bro. Like. I did this, I did that, whatever else I did that I don't remember, like, forgive me for that. He's, he's just and willing to forgive. Just like if your son slapped you upside the face, you'd probably beat his rear, probably whoop him up a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. a little bit, man, put the sauce on that shit. Five minutes later, you can be like, damn, why did he do that? I love him so much. <laughs> different. <laughs> and then you just need to acknowledge the present, like, like he will come into your presence once you praise and repent because that's all he yeah. asks. Start just acknowledging him. Thank you, God. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I see, bro. Like, man, there's a bird. Bro. Like, you would you even clothe the bird? Like, how much greater am I in your eyes? You bro. gave intelligence. You gave the bird like a pea-sized brain. Can't even think. It runs into the windows every morning in my house. Like, you love me more than that. Wow. Start acknowledging him. And then the why is just yearning, like, all right, God, right. yearning for his presence and just like, show me where you want me to go. I, I, I raised my whiteboard, but up on my whiteboard, I told me, I, I wrote down uh, two, three days ago, I wrote down, ask, ask not why, but ask what or how in order to make moves, right? Like we mm. have to ask questions, not just the people in general and communications, but ask God, like, what move do you need me to make next? What is my next move? Be specific. Right. And when you yearn for that wisdom and knowledge, like it talks about in the Proverbs, he'll give it to you. And he'll show you. I'm the perfect example. You, you were mentioning earlier, like a real-time uh, 
uh, miracle that recently happened to you. Perfect example, like I love my business partner. However, I've been stressed out because he's been working on other projects, right? And, and while he and I are really good friends, I'm like, dude, your focus is off. In my head, I'm telling myself all these stories. Right. And I've been debating, like, should we have this breakup conversation? Should it, this is going to be tough. Like, I'm a, I'm a linguist. I right. can have a conversation, but I didn't want to. And so I've been praying about it. And wouldn't you know, we get on our partner call last week, and my partner's like, man, I love you. Let's stay friends. I think I'm going to focus on these other things, and I'd like to give you, you know, your, I'd like to give you my shares back of your company. I literally yeah, right? had a call with him and I'm like, really, bro? It was that easy? All I had to do was ask? That's crazy. Well, dude, it's but interesting because- it's like, I go ahead. in communion though. That's the difference. I stay in communion. I wake up every morning, even when I don't feel him and I turn on praise and worship and I sit out on my back patio with my feet in the grass and just respect what he's done. Right, right. And admit my so fault. I, I just like, I, I resonate so much with what you're saying and, and to make it even more tangible for the listeners and viewers, it's like, bro, what you just described is literally what I've been doing for the last like two and a half years. And not even because I wanted to, but God like finally came for me at a point in my life, grabbed me by the back of my collar, kicking and screaming. And it's like, we're doing this, it's time. And it's interesting because, you know, when I left San Diego, when I left my relationship of five years, when I left my identity, everything I had worked toward and created it, Right, right. When I left, what does that say? You know what time it is. You know what time it is. When I left all of that behind, it wasn't because I necessarily wanted to. I was just feeling called to like go into the wilderness, which is how I ended up in Montana. And I spent the last year and a half in a cab, first year and a half in a cabin getting sober, which I didn't necessarily choose, but I did. Yeah, I, I spent a year and a half in the cabin celibate. I spent a year and a half in cabin, not doing events, not speaking, not coaching, not, not doing anything. And I went through all those things that you said. I was repenting for the person I had been for the first 36 years for not knowing. It's like acknowledging is like this, this amazingness. Like I was connected to God through, through nature, going out, going out and like learning about myself and then just yearning to know him better. And the more that I yearned, the deeper connection I made to myself and the more anchored I became in the present moment and the yeah. more the more skills and tactics and things I learned to be in the present moment, the stronger and more certain and confident I became as a man, which made me a better father. Being able to be a father is something I've prayed for. It didn't look, it didn't show up the way that I planned it would. But at the end of the day, my heart literally Bryce, it could make me cry right now is more full. I can't even tell you how fulfilled it is to be a dad, especially to two kids who don't have a dad because their dad OD, right? especially coming from my background as a stepfather. I prayed for that over the last two years. I prayed for these things. And what I didn't realize, Bryce, is that there was still this under my subconscious programming of me that I wasn't enough, that I still related everything to three-dimensional world, to wealth, to status. And so as, I'm so stupid, like as I've been working so hard, I've been like half in, half out. So God's been like sprinkling it on me, been like, hey, yo, I'm ready to open the floodgates whenever you're ready, bro. You know, and I never, and I haven't known. And it's not until right now that I've started to become hyper aware of these last like bits, these last bits of the devil resistance, because it was usually masked with some kind of distraction, drugs, alcohol, uh, parties, trips, all, uh, all these things. And what I realized this morning, it was stupid, bro. It's like, I was trying to decide if I should move my next networking event back a day or back a week or leave it where it's at. And I told Kirsty. 
I said, I'm just becoming, I said, I'm not embodying this feeling. I'm just, I'm just aware right now that after the, this busy week and all these events we just had and the speaking I've been doing, I'm aware that I feel anxious and I fear, I feel fear and I feel doubt. I don't know where it's coming from. I know it's not me. And she goes, you need to pray. And that's how this whole thing started. Now, this is what I want to ask you specifically. She's if you can help me with woman. this. Smart well, woman. Bro, she said that most, most male leaders are driven or are led by their spiritual wives, right? But let me ask you this, because this is what she said. I, I want to see if you can expand on this a little bit. She said, yeah, you got to pray, uh, which is what we had. And she said, babe, I want you to learn about the prayer of Jabez today. Is that what it is? I'm you still learning. About... Have you ever heard that? The prayer of Jabez. I can't say that I have. I'm going to study that tonight, though. Well, shit, then we both are, the God wants both of us to read that scripture then, because I wouldn't have asked you if you didn't need to know too. So I got some Sounds, sounds like you need an accountability partner, Marjorie. I'm in. So, <laughs> well, I was hoping that you were going to be my real life cliff notes today, but uh, maybe if you're a listener or viewer, tell us what that means uh, to you, or if you know, uh, fill us in, because we don't know everything. So you look like you're getting ready to say something or write something, dude. What's up? No, I was... Um... <sighs> I was going to ask you, so you mentioned, you mentioned, I just had to stand up because I've been sitting all morning. Um, I was going to ask you, you said something earlier and I pointed to my sign up above the whiteboard. It says, yeah, you yeah. know what time it, is. time it is. Which, you know, whenever I go live, just like Marshall live, like my thing is coach Sharpen, you know what time it is, right? Like I learned, like, just come up with something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, all that to it say, works, you, you said that you felt like God told you it's time. And I was going to ask you when that was. And I'm asking oh, you selfishly, but I want to know oh, when that was. Bro. Oh, bro. Okay. So um, I, thank you. That's an excellent question. And I'm going to tell you, because I'm excited about God. And I'm, ex I'm excited because I just started really living in the moment like a week and a half ago. No, probably like two weeks ago. Like, Bryce, my whole life has changed living with God. And I can't really explain it to people. Um, but I'll just tell you how this happened. So you know what I've been going through the last two years. We just shared a little bit about it. Yep. I've been asking God, you know, when I finally love myself, I had it written on a post-it note on my wall. It was like, when I'm the perfect reflection of self-love and, and self-acceptance, please, you know, have her show up in my life and, and kids and all this stuff. I've told my mother back in 2019 when I left San Diego, I said, I feel like I'm going to move to Montana. I'm going to meet a girl in 2022 and I'm going to have our I'm going to meet a girl in 2021 and I'm going to have kids by 2022. Literally what happened. Okay. So anyways, I'm, I'm here in the moment. All these things have come together. God's been flexing on me hard for the last few months and all this training, all the things I built that I, I tried to rush on my own plan all the way up back in 2019 when God's like, it's not your time yet, bro. And it all had to come crashing down. All of it makes sense now. Like, I can't explain it about three months ago. All of it started to make sense of what I'm like of all the things I let go of all the bullshit. The devil's kind of trying to get me. It's like, bro, you speak, you're a storyteller. You inspire people to get started and you spread love unconditionally in a way that just makes people be like weirdly connected to you. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to keep doing that without worrying. And I'll tell you why Bryce, because I got a job bartending because I had to get, I had to give up this identity, which was like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I make all this money. And I, I quit doing that a few months ago, but over like, for like eight months, I bartended and I went back to the bar where I, God was able to show me that I'm just me. People loved me, not because I was a speaker or Marshall Live or anything. They just loved Marshall Gillen. So I'm like, okay, cool. Here I am. I'm, I'm like, God, I knew I had to take a job. I knew God was going to show me something. God reminds me that I'm loved. 
I start going to church. I'm sitting in church and I'm looking at this. I even kept it. I, I'm looking at this flyer I have right here from church and I'm starting to see how all their stuff is set up. Men's group, youth group, women's group, entrepreneur group, weekly event, which is the service. And I'm going all of a sudden, all the training, investment, everything I've ever made comes rushing back into me. And I mean, in the instant in church, that I, something I wasn't even thinking of. And all of a sudden, it had never been more clear in my life that I'm supposed to go back to doing local events. The next day, which was Monday, it gives me chills. And I just had an event about this. I just brought, uh, brought our 13-year-old son up in front of the event and was telling the story about how he sparked this whole change. I was looking for God to give me a sign. I'm driving Josh to school like I do every morning. And we have the best talks on the way to school. And Josh looks at me right before I drop him off. He said, he said, I just want to give away money for free to people who really need it. And I know that a lot of our listeners and viewers feel that way, but, but you know, and all of a sudden, Bryce, like that's all I've ever wanted to do. I don't, that's all I've ever wanted to do. That's how this whole thing started. It makes me cry and emotional to think like, I know, for example, there's single moms like my mom used to be, or like Kirsty used to be. And like right now, like right fucking now, dude, they're doing everything that they think that they can do and they're loving and you know, you don't know what you don't know. But somewhere there's somebody praying for a blessing right now. She doesn't know how she's going to keep a roof over her kid's head for one more day or get medication or feed them or whatever. And so I've always just been like, dude, if I could make a bunch of money, I'll just fucking give it to you. Like just to get you through today, let me be a blessing. I don't need a pat of nothing. And so when Josh said that to me, it hit a nerve so obviously, right? And I was just like, okay, I get it, God. And the next day, we lined up, we outlined 28, you know, local events over the, over the summer and everything's up and rolling. We start closing deals. I, you know, you, you, it was right around the same time that you said you're coming out to the event. <clears throat> and the reason I share all this is because I'm hyper aware now, again, of how, how God is working in my life. And this morning, I just, I didn't even realize, and I'm only realizing right now in the moment, I gave it to God, which was, I admitted it to Kirsty. I acknowledged what it was. Um, and I yearned for him to show up in my life. And now uh, here, here it comes, right? And so it seems obvious to pray, but I have this feeling that everything's going to change from this moment because I'm, I'm just going to start praying. I do everything of the process except for pray. I do everything except for ask for it. And it's so hardwired in me that I can never ask for the things that I want. And so now I'm thinking like, oh, wow, what if this is the floodgates? What if he's like, what if he's up there like, there you go, bro. You know, um, so anyways, yeah, that's, uh, that's how this whole thing started. That's, that's how oh. it came in. Um, and that's it. And now it's like, I don't even question anything. I, I just I, do it. I love that you shared that. And God told me something a while back and I've been holding on to it. You can't, he, he told me this, he goes, how do you, how do you expect to speak on my behalf? If you won't even listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, wow, bro. Damn. And that's well, funny because I pray every day. Oh, he's my, been I mean, teaching, he's been teaching us all this stuff by other entrepreneurs and mentors and coaches, but we haven't taken the time to sometimes just shut up and listen and give him the praise that he deserves. Mm. And so it's, I, I asked that question about when did you know that it was time? Because when you and I first reconnected, because I gave you your space, I knew that you were going through some things, right? And, and I wanted to make sure that you were always, you know, on my mind and I checked in with you, even when you didn't respond. I had this revelation about the same time three, four months ago, bro. And it's crazy because I've never actually put it out to the world other than just a few of my buddies. 
And like, this was about mid midway last year. I, I was, I woke up from a dream and I was on stage with six other speakers translating mm. as I was telling them. And I woke up and it was like, kind of like the Billy Graham crusades where there were like millions of people. And I was like, wow. And in the Bible, it says young men will have dreams and old men will have visions. Vision is something that can be casted, right? Like once you have vision, but a dream is just a glimpse into the future. And we're still young, Marshall. We're still wow. getting into what God is providing. And oh, let's so, go. Let's go. Woo. So I woke up and I was like, I was scared. I was a little hesitant. I was like, okay, bro, that's cool. You know, whatever. And then three months later, I had another dream. And now... You know how you have a dream and you're in the same place as another dream, but it's different. Yeah. It's like a different perspective. Yes. yes. In this dream, all I could see was like my feet and I could tell that there were still tens of millions of people, Oh. but there was like all these people just weeping out for God, like wow, wanting more of what we were delivering from stage. And I could only see the person to my left from the knee down. Fast forward three more months. This is about the same time. This is why I ask when you said that you heard it was time. This was about the same time. Yeah. Fast three more months, which was about four months ago. I had a dentist appointment down in Dallas and where I'm at in the suburbs compared to where downtown is, it's about an hour drive and morning rush hour. And, um, I was running late, you know, doing all the things that an entrepreneur does, checking the right. morning routine, you know, all the bullshit, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start praising worship music on. I'm going to drive into my dentist and we'll see how the rest of the day goes. <laughs> I get to the dentist office and my dentist is this Middle Eastern guy that, you know, I love his energy. He's always smiling. He's always happy. But I just assumed that he was of a different faith, you know, and I get into his office and he's got the same Spotify praise and worship music Let's, going. Like, oh. come on, bro. Like, who picked this? He's like, oh, that's mine. I love it. And he shares with me how he kind of gave his life to Christ over the last couple of months. I'm like, I love that. High five. I get in the car. I'm like, all right, bro, that was cool. Like, I see you working. Turn on the music. And I was praying on the way home. I don't remember the drive home. That's an hour long drive, bro. That's an hour long drive. I don't remember the drive. I pull into the driveway and I put the car in park and I hear it's time. Wow. And if you follow me for any length of time, anybody that are watching, you know that every once in a while, like Moses out in the wilderness, I literally hear the audible voice of God in my life sometimes when I'm still and will listen because I'm stubborn just like most of us. Wow. And I heard the voice of God say, it's time. And uh, I was like, what does that mean? I had been crying. I didn't remember the drive. I had been like speaking in, you know, tongues. Like I hadn't done that in years since I was like over in that religious cult thing. Wow. <laughs> and um, it's interesting because over the last three, four months, things have just been falling into place with that consistency of that relationship. God is and good it's no difference than the art of communication and what we were talking about originally, how we converse with people when we just give someone else authority or, or uh, permission, 
they will allow authority in their mind. And if we give God permission, we can allow authority in our mind. And when we place things in that level, everything else will just fall into place. Oh, let's go, man. And I, and I believe that I can, something that I believe that dude, it's like, I just, it's a knowingness inside of me that I can't even explain to our viewers or listeners, unless you just, unless you work on getting there. I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm no longer worried about the outcomes. Like I was just telling Kirsty yesterday, um, you know, she's like, are you, are you X, Y, and Z? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not very excited. I'm not in a hurry to make it happen because I was telling her, I'm like in the moment, like, how, when are we ever going to get to feel like this again? Like, how often do you genuinely get to be so fucking excited about something that you're giddy? Like, yeah, getting the thing's going to be great, but like that feeling of excitement is, it, it doesn't come all the time. And so being able to acknowledge that and be part of that, and it's like falling, like falling in love with the process. And now I'm starting to completely understand it, right? I know right. that you're going to be short on time here soon. We could go all day about this, but I want to ask you one quick thing while I got you on, because I got to fucking know, and you're the, you're the best person to ask, okay? I live in Montana. The real estate market is going nuts in Montana, but like, what does that mean? Do, you, do I need to have like a bunch of money to play in Montana? Can you fix and flip wholesale? Like, why, why, are, not, why are all of my real estate investing friends not talking about Montana? I don't understand. What am I missing about it? Yeah, great question. So... The question was, is why are your real estate investing friends not talking about yes. Montana? One is uh, location, right? Montana is one of those places. It's a destination location. It's not a reservation location. What I mean by that is, is there are people getting excited to go into the middle of no man's <laughs> land. What? <laughs> not? Right? It's how to do it. However, as an investor, investors like myself, we think long-term. And so if you're putting roots down there, I would definitely be buying up as much land, property, houses that you can. Because as population disperses, I mean, there was just an article, you know, Bill and, Bill and Belinda Gates Foundation, right? Like they just put out an article like invest in the metropolitan areas, don't invest into agriculture, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and they're trying to buy it up. They own 38% yeah. of this country. Yeah. Like, follow, like, you know, I teach my son, study at the master's feet, just like Mary and Martha. Like, Mary, where was Mary? Mary was at the feet of the master. Right. Like, follow look the at these dudes that have figured it out. They're buying up land, buy up as much land as possible. So um, is it is it possible to and I, I forgive me because I know fucking nothing, right? No. It, it is the same thing. Is it possible to wholesale land? Is that the same kind of process? Can somebody yeah. do something like that? Like get started with no money, no credit? Yeah, absolutely. Can I buy your book? Can I buy your one of your books and like get an outline to that? Absolutely, absolutely. Fivehourflip.com. Literally, you can do it anywhere. I've got a student over in Japan right now in the military buying up land all over the country in Atlanta and Las Vegas, Nevada markets, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee is another one that's been slept on for years. And it's very simple. It's like there are unfortunately people divorcing, dying, going into debt. It doesn't matter where they are. They're happening, right? It's happening. People are divorcing, dying, debt, 
losing jobs, bills are piling up, and it's only going to get worse. One thing about right. this business in the real estate space is that when the economy's good, the business is great. When the economy goes bad, the business gets better. And so right now, you know, <clears throat> while it's in this transition, you know, days on market are getting longer. So on the retail market, houses are sitting for two months, three months now, where a year ago, they were two days into making, they were right. on and sold. So there's that. Interest rates are going up. I mean, so that, does that our, mean opportunity? Does that mean opportunity? That? Does that mean opportunity for investors? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when interest rates going up, most people don't realize on the back of page two, when they bought the house, they could check a little box and their loan would never be sold or changed. But nobody ever tells them that the mortgage company doesn't tell you that because they want to be able to sell your note, and make a quick profit. I mean, mortgages are sold every day wow. buying selling notes. But if you don't check the little box in the fine print on the back of page two, your note over the 30 year span is going to get sold 20 times and 20 different people are going to make money off of you making your same payment month over month over month. Damn, that's crazy. So, right? so let me, let me just ask you this then real quick, because it's like, I know the reason that you were at one of the events that I was at is because you are one of the absolute best in the entire country at wholesaling real estate. Virtually you've built an entire training company around it. You're literally transforming people's lives generational wealth creating it the reason i'm asking this bryce is because you're doing this with people who don't necessarily have a ton of money up front to, to buy everything they don't necessarily have the best credit but what they do have is a desire to change their life and they have a commitment to do whatever it takes to make the investment to learn the types of skills that create generational freedom generational wealth and so for the listeners and viewers who may be uh tuning in like can you just real quick what is wholesaling and what, why is that important? What, what can, how can that change somebody's life? I know that you have a bunch of books on it. Super simple. You have an academy that teaches the whole thing. But just tell me real briefly, what is wholesaling? Why is that important to our viewers and listeners? And how can they take advantage of it? Let me do a quick demo. I'll make it easy for you guys. That whiteboard has got, dude, it's the fire. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let me see if I can get this set up here. All right, so Bryce is setting up uh, his camera for the viewers on the whiteboard. Listen, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, this is one of the reasons you're going to want to set the, the bell and notification on YouTube to make sure you see the videos when we go live because this is going to be an exclusive training. Literally, getting Bryce on the phone and getting him to show you this kind of stuff uh, is usually a pretty uh, nice investment. So I love that we're friends, and he's going to let you, give you guys some insanely good free value here. All right, lay it on us, bro. Can you see that? I can. It looks like an uh, affinity sign. Yeah, okay, that's great. it. Bye, Bryce. That's business. There's, there's seven steps, right? Step number one, marketing goes out. Step number two is almost not a step. Leads come in. Step number three, we have a conversation that leads to a contract with our sellers. These are people that are divorcing, dying, debt, etc. right? That's the first half of the business. Once we have a contract, let's say this contract's hundred grand, we market this contract out to buyers. Buyer leads come in, we have another conversation that leads to another contract. Let's say that that buyer wants to give us 120 grand for that deal. 100 grand goes to the seller. You're right here in the middle facilitating the deal. 20 grand goes to you, seven steps. 
Title company closes it. Looks like a church, don't it? Because at the seventh step, all deals go to heaven. Wow. On seven. Dude, let's go. That's it. That's the whole thing. And That's you just so repeat this over and over and over and over and over. So what is wholesaling? Wholesaling is just like any realtor, which by the way, you don't need a real estate license to do this, but a realtor went out and got licensed to understand all the laws and lands you know, law of the lands and all the legal stuff. And that's why they get paid. Well, you don't have to have a real estate license to do this. So you connect with sellers and then you connect their house or the paperwork that you took interest in to buyers. It's that simple. And the problem that I find, the number one problem is that people think that, oh, I should go drive for dollars or, oh, I should go knock on shitty looking houses and hope that the homeowner's there and then skip trace it. And you spent five hours when I can just put marketing out that attracts these sellers to me and have conversations. And, and it's that simple. So what about, so for the last question, then I'll let you go. It's like, well, okay, cool. I don't have $100,000 to get that contract in the first place. So what am I supposed to do about that? Great. So use the buyer's money when you market the paperwork. Because the leads are easy. You just go where the people are. Where are no, 90% I mean, of I'm the saying, world? How, right? how, do you, how do you buy a $100,000 contract without $100,000 so you can sell it to, the, to the, uh, the person that's interested? So I'm not a lawyer or an accountant, so I'm not giving any legal or financial advice. Number one, let me just say that. Number two, it is my understanding that every contract is assignable unless said otherwise. If I have a contract with you, Marshall, to give you $5 for your hat, and I tell you that I'm gonna give it to you on Friday, and then I go find somebody that wants the same hat for $10 and you get your $5, you can be pissed off at me? No. And I just made five bucks. You're gonna be mad at me for making money and you got your money? No, not at all. That's all it is. It's I get a contract for one thing, I get somebody else to fulfill that contract and I take the money in the middle and those types of, you know, paydays, 20, 30, I just did a deal uh, last week. It was $97,000. It literally took me less than five hours worth of work. That $97,000 is going to pay the bills for a couple months. It's going to feed a whole bunch of homeless people next Saturday. Like it's going to be amazing. That's what's up, dude. And so it's crazy. Now, I'm not going to go into any further. Um, if anything, this is just God reinforced to me again. I, I don't know why I'm not in doing real estate stuff. Like I, my entire network is real estate, except for me. It's I don't know why I'm not doing this. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for that value. For the listeners and viewers, like literally what we just spent the last four minutes covering is it could change your entire life, it could change your family's entire life. Like it's that simple. And so if you guys want to have more questions uh, about that, reach out to Bryce. He's got training on it. He's got books on it. He's one of the best in the world at not only doing it, but training it, getting results. Right now is a good time to get in. So uh, I'm not trying to sell it's you anything. Tonight, just like, if y'all want to join me. So. Oh, you're having a webinar tonight? Yeah. Yeah. What's it about? Uh, we're going to be doing some hot seat coaching and um, some role playing, like helping people have better conversations in their sales talk. Yeah. 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 You know, that, that's the thing that's so dumb for me, though, dude. It's like, obviously I, I, obviously, I know how to do wholesaling. I know how to have the conversations. I know how to set up all the marketing. Like, I, you know, as part of the mastermind I was used to be part of and, and connected to, like, uh, th that whole thing is real estate investors. So I don't, again, I don't know why I haven't just 
like I, I have an abundance of time, like for the most part, I could like, so maybe God's trying to tell me something. So anyways, um, I, I don't, I don't think so, Marshall, you got a bigger calling on your life than real estate. Real estate for me has just been a vehicle, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to be doing real estate very part-time moving forward as much as I, you know, like I, I've enjoyed what it's done. And this is what I was going to tell you earlier. It's like, God has given us these platforms to elevate ourselves so that we can, mm. you know, either honor him or show where our, our, our allegiance lie. God gave me real estate. I could go out and sell anything. I was the number one car salesman in the world for almost 10 years. I could jump into a dealership tomorrow and make a hundred thousand dollars. I, you know, in a month, there's no car salesman doing that. No, but I don't want to. That was right. just a stepping stone to where God elevated me. And it's no different from you. God has given you a platform and now oh, all of the skills and resources are in your back pocket to elevate you. You do one or two deals a month, you know, pay the bills and then all this other impact that we make, like give that yeah. money away. I mean, it's a very, very that, simple, you know, that's that's essentially what I'm doing with top paid speaker. And so I always, I keep reminding myself of that. And I, I appreciate that feedback because it's a reflection, uh, a God reflection back to me of like, yo, bro, like, don't be distracted. You know what you're doing. Like, this is your yeah. gift um, to the world. So I, I appreciate that. Well, bro, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I, um, I'm so excited to see you uh, during the event. I'm so honored to our viewers and listeners. If you're not following Bryce, make sure you go follow him. Make sure you reach out. He's a real person. Talk to him. Say what's up. He is arguably the best salesperson I have ever met because of his communication skills. And we didn't even fucking touch on it. So I uh, am hoping to get some of that value out of you at the mastermind for the people who are wondering what we're talking about. I'm hosting a mastermind. It's a, a speaker mastermind. If you want to learn how to make more money in your speaking business, if you're an influencer, a community leader, if you're a coach, somebody that wants to scale in the next 12 months, you're going to want to be at this event because I'm bringing experts together to teach you how to become an expert communicator, speaker, and salesperson. And Bryce is one of the, the best in the business. Uh, and I could not be like more honored to have you come out and teach. I, I appreciate that. And, and I'll just tell you, tell you this. And hopefully, you know what? I hopefully, I'm not going to hope for anything because it's the ones that have stuck around this far that need to hear this. They're right. Like, this is where you're at. You I just realized I'm going to be teaching how to form your message in order to generate revenue. And Fucking go. so I'll give you guys an example. Those of you that don't understand what I mean, or maybe you're wondering, like, how are you going to do that? Let's go. Let, let me just tell you this. If you're a speaker and you aren't at this event, you're losing money. Uh, I know of a couple of speakers, maybe you've heard them like John Maxwell, Tony Robbins, um, Myron Golden, right? Like you guys ever heard of those? If you're a speaker, you probably know who those guys are. Oh, definitely. Over the last gangsters. 10 years, I've been hired by all of them to help perform better sales linguistics from stage. And I'll give you an example. Pick any one of them. The average speaker closes business from stage at an event around 13 to 15%. The really good ones, the Tony Robbins, the Myron Goldens, the John Maxwell's, when they pitch from stage, they close about 18 to 20%. I close about 58%. Let's go. And I wanna show you how to do that. So that's what I'm excited. I just made a decision. That's what I'm gonna be teaching. I'm gonna be teaching Bro, how- I need that. I'm excited. Shit, come teach me. I'm, I'm gonna be there. 
You are but isn't that the same Marshall. Thing? It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun. But isn't that the thing, though, that, like, you notice the people that have the most success is that, like, I know a way to do that where I'm excellent at it. But what does Bryce know that I don't know? And how can I align with other gangsters, other all-stars, and be on the same court, on the same field, in the same place? This is like the freaking Pro Bowl or all-star game of speaking. We're trying to get everybody out there for a fun weekend so we can ball out and so we can learn and connect. And I, I couldn't be more honored and thrilled to have you come out, dude. Thank you again so much for your time. Do you have any last message that you want to share with us uh, before we say goodbye for the day? Man, if y'all want to, y'all want to perform better, you want to show up better, you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's two types of people. There are people that are intentional and there are people that are reactionary. And I often, I often say, never wrestle with the pig because you'll both get muddy, but the pig, pig. <laughs> so if you've been wrestling with the pig and debating whether or not you should be at this event or maybe jump into a smaller circle of people that are making an impact and sharing a better story, you should be at this event. You should be at this event. So That's a fact. Bro, I couldn't be uh, more thankful. Thank you so much, dude. Make sure you guys go and follow him. Bryce, where can they find you on social media? How can they connect with you? Love you, bro. Coach Sharpman, selflessly helping already persons eager for nurturing. I'm picky about who I work with, and I only work with people that are serious about working with me. So uh, Coach Sharpen on Instagram, um, my personal bro, I love you, bro. You're like one of my best friends. I can't wait to see you. I'm so fucking excited. I miss it's you. It's going to be a good time. I miss you too, man. Uh, I, I'm very excited about the future. I think we're going to be uh, having a chance to connect a lot more often. Um, maybe I'll come down and host one of my events in uh, Dallas area, one of the free networking events, and then you'd be the guest speaker, and I'll just keep doing my thing. Let's do it, man. I got a leadership summit that I'm putting together, too, I want you a part of. so. Let's go, bro. I'd be honored. I love you, man. We'll talk soon. God bless. Keep rocking. Hey, God bless. All right, everybody, that was another episode of the Marshall Gillen Show. Bro, I have the best friends. I have the coolest friends, dude. Like, Bryce is such a gangster. Uh, we didn't even get in, in, into any of the sales tactics, any of the things that he was going to be talking about that he's a, such an expert at. One of the reasons that's made him so much money, made his clients so much money. And again, when I think back to the day that I thought, like, it was like 2014. I had just lost my best friend, Dustin, to suicide. Uh, I was feeling pretty guilty about it because you guys know the story. He called me up a month before, was asking for help, left me a voicemail. I never called him back, and he ended up killing himself. And so I remember back when I God first put and I didn't know it was God back then, but I was standing in a bar in San Diego, California, Gaslamp Tavern, downtown San Diego. And I remember thinking, well, I don't remember thinking this guy walked into my bar, asked for a Bud Light. Um, he was watching me bebop around the bar and talk to all the guests. And he goes, hey, you should be a motivational speaker. And I was like, I thought, whatever, bro, what the fuck ever, you know? And he's like, no, no, seriously. I'm like, well, what do you do, bro? And he's like, I'm a motivational speaker. And that was the first time that God had put it into my heart to speak. If you would have told me then, that day, that I would be able to connect to people like Bryce because of a silly show that I made on social media, and because of that show, and because of investing in my skills, and to, because of investing in my network, all of that, now I get to travel around the world, travel around the country, host events for free that help people personally develop business develop uh, mastery, right? I get to uh, speak on stages about attempted suicide and recovery, addiction recovery. I get to be a father. I get to be present for that. I get to be a partner. Like I get to live and experience this life that I never thought was possible literally because I learned public speaking. I'm not telling you that you need to become a public speaker, but the most valuable skill as a leader 
that you can ever invest in is the art of public speaking, the art of storytelling, the art of persuasion and influence. And that's literally what I've built with top eight speakers. So um, I love the company. It's been a blessing. So uh, yeah, come to the event or don't. We're making people more money if you're into it. Otherwise, just stay subscribed to the show because the Marshall Gillen Show is all about helping you become the best, most loving and lovable person that you can be. Till next time, guys, stay gold.